Well, I believe we are stepping in something new, and that the devil, every time God tries to do something, the devil is going to come in and try to destroy your prayer life, fasting. Every time you try to get close to God, the devil is going to try to come in and distort it. He will. And so I had a dream. I feel led to tell the dream now. I had it. April the 20th. I've been keeping a journal. It's something new to me. I've never wrote down anything, kept no journal. But the Lord had impressed upon me a while back. The dreams that I've been having, write them down. The word that he's been giving me, write them down. And I've just been pondering these things. So on April 20th of this year, I don't know if it was I wrote in this journal, uh, last night or early this morning, I dreamt that I found a brand new shiny nickel. Then I found another one. And then there was another one. It seems as though that there was one more nickel. But I'm not, I wasn't quite sure that I found that or picked up that fourth nickel. And so I asked, what does this all mean, Lord? I know five means grace. But I said, what does five, well, 15 mean? That's what I said. He said, no, not 15. Five, five, five. I said, grace upon grace upon grace? See, yeah. But I looked it up and I came up with a lot of different meanings. But they were all saying about the same thing. And it says 555 often seen as a symbol of positive change and new beginnings, as well as a new message of encouragement. And I said, Lord, I'm going to hold this until somebody speak. But then somebody else had a dream. I won't say it. And confirmed what the Lord was telling me. But then now the word come again this morning. God is trying to, and he's always tried to move this church in a whole different direction. You know, and every time we come together, pastor, get us together, you know, fasting and praying. We know about fasting. We know about praying. It's just been put in us. But I think that it is time to start really fasting and really start praying because I, before this dream, I had been fasting and praying and fasting and praying. I mean, days upon days upon days. You know, I know Friday, I said Friday will be the day, but I've been doing days upon days. I said, Lord, I really need to hear from you. I need a word from you, Lord. And then he gave me this dream and then somebody confirmed the dream. God is trying to and God not trying. God is going to. God is going to use this church. We have so much problems. We have a lot of issues with music and all this other stuff that's going on. The devil is trying his best not to, to he's trying his best, his best to keep us from bringing forth that child, that, that, that anointing, that new beginning that God wants to have. 
But I thank the Lord for his word because it's just been the word of God that's been sustaining me. And I know it's been the word of God that's been keeping you. It's the word of God and nothing else but the word of God. When you start to pray and fast, God start dealing with you. You know, I'm not a dreamer. You know, but when I start seeking God, God starts seeking me. You start seeking God, God going to start seeking and talking to you. Showing you things like he said, if you said, if you seek me, you're going to find me. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. God wants to show us because we need to know some things. We need to know everything, matter of fact. Not something. We need to know it all. And all that God give us, we're going to give it to somebody else. The devil's trying all kind of things. He's doing things undercover. Like this nation, again, I'm going to keep reiterating to that. All the nations at the end of this month, they're voting in Switzerland to try to turn over all the sovereignty, all the authority over to these two gentlemen in India. I say they're in India because that's what they look like. They sound like they're from India. And these two guys, they're going to determine whether it's a pandemic or or whether this is that. They're going to be the the shock cause. Your money, they're going to be control of your money. These things are happening behind the scenes while the devil got us over here looking at that. He over here doing this. You know, have you ever ran up one of them guys that's doing that three-card molly? They got them cars and they moving them real fast. He got you looking over at the left hand and the right hand doing all the movement. And you know for, and you think you know for sure where that card is. I'm sure this card is right here. I put my hundred dollars down there. It's right. I seen that card. Flip that card. That card ain't there. Man, where did that, the devil is, Paul said, look, lest he take advantage of us. Unless he take advantage of us. The devil can't take advantage of us because God going to show somebody something. He's showing us things in our dreams and, and visions. Paul said, unless the devil take advantage of us, we will not be ignorant of his devices. He'll use whatever device at his disposal. It don't make him no different. What, who's ever usable, whatever's usable, I use it. If I can distract you and bamboozle you, then that's what I'm going to do. So God is talking to us again about seeking his face, praying. I mean, praying in the spirit, praying day and night. I fast, but I'm just going to be honest with you. It's hard sometimes to put a lot of prayer with fasting with me. You know, if I... I fast and pray, but sometimes I got to keep myself busy to keep my mind off eating. But when I pray, the devil comes, the the aroma comes, you know, chicken, greens, and all of this stuff comes. It it just throw my minds off. I'm just being honest with you. It just throw me off. You know, sometimes I just got to leave the house so I won't be tempted. You know, where you going? I'll be back until my time is up. But I want to fast like he say fast. I want to pray like he say pray. I don't, I do, I do my best mother. And I think God honors your best. But I want to please him so much more. I'm willing to do anything for him. 
I'm willing to do anything for God to please him. Because he's the one that's going to have to make the decision about my salvation. About my destiny. It's him. Nobody else. But, man, I tell you, that was good this morning. That was really, really, really good. I could have stand up here and walk as long as y'all praise. I would have been walking and praying. Sure would have. That's what God wants. A true worshiper. He does. You know, and we do give him his worship and all of that. But, man, that was really good this morning. I thank God for it. I'm going to be reading out the book of Nehemiah. I'm going to start in chapter 1. I'm going to skip on over to 2. And God has been dealing with me with fasting and praying. God showed me a dream, gave me a dream a long time ago. I wouldn't forget this dream. He showed me that I was so thin to where I think you said something about this man. His pants was falling off of him. I saw myself like that. And I said, Lord, am I sick? Am I going to get sick? Said, no, you just got to, you gonna, you get, he said, you got to seek me. And so I'm, it seems like he's pushing me to fast more. I said, Lord, I can't lose too much more weight. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely here. <laughs> But he said, don't worry about it. I'm going to sustain you. Don't worry about what you look like. I'm going to keep you. And so that's why I started fasting like I've been fasting. I mean, sporadic fast. It ain't, I ain't been praying to the Lord. Should I fast? I've just been sporadically, you know, spontaneously fast. I, I hear something. I, I feel something in my spirit like we used to do when you were first saved. I do it immediately. I don't question. I got to fast. And I know, I know my wife done cooked dinner. She done slaved over that stove, but I gotta fast. I gotta see God. I gotta hear something f- from God. And every time pastor get up and say, talk about fasting and, you know, it ain't gonna happen unless we see God. I'm just gonna be honest. I always think she was talking about me. I know she's talking to everybody else, but I just took it. You're talking to me. You know, I know she's talking to everybody. Everybody fast. We all come together and fast. But I said, Lord, she talking to me. Take it personal. Take it personal. He's a personal God. Well, we're gonna I ain't gonna be up here alone and talk a little bit about Nehemiah and what God put on my heart. I just want to thank the Lord also for an opportunity, every opportunity. Brittany said, you know, you know, we need to uh, thank God for for the opportunity. The opportunity that God gives us to worship and praise him is every minute, every second, every day. That's the opportunity. There's no set time where you got to worship God. When it falls in your heart, worship God. So I want to thank the Lord for allowing me to be able to stand up here before his people. Thank God for my wife who's been supporting me, who's been helping me, encouraging me. I'm telling you, man, the word of God has just been keeping me. It's just been keeping me. I just thank God for his word. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today is about God's word. Because without his word, we have nothing. There is no life. His word is life. 
So, Father, I just want to thank you. And I want to bless your name this morning for what you already done, Lord. Lord God, I won't have to say a word because, God, I believe, Father God, that you read each and every one of our hearts this morning, God, through our praise and through our worship, oh God. Lord, those that didn't utter any praise, God, Lord, they had something in their heart that they were meditating about, God. Lord, I believe, Father God, you've already answered, Lord God. You've already, God, dispatched those angels, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, Father God, what you have given me, God, I ask that you will bless it, God. Bless it, Father God, so it will be a blessing to your people, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Talking about Nehemiah this morning a little bit. I'm going to read the chapter of one, and I'm going to try to expound on a couple of verses over in chapter two. And after this, I'm going to try to stay in Nehemiah. I just couldn't get out of the book of Nehemiah. Some things that I didn't understand, God gave me the understanding of those things. And so I'm going to try to bring them to you uh, one Sunday or maybe uh, during a class or something. But I found it to be very, very, very informative. You know, you just you read the Bible and a lot of things you just don't understand. But I read it and I read it and I put it before God. And God give me that understanding. I'm like, I never would have thought out of my own mind, this is what this was talking about. But the words of, ne- of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah, and it came to pass in the month of Shelu. I think I'm pronouncing that right. In the 12th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hananiah, one of the brethren, came. He and certain men of Judah and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivities that in the there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also was broken down. The gates thereof are burned with fire and it came to pass. When I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before God, the God of heaven. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, great and terrible God that keepeth covenant mercy and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open. That thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now. Day and night, he said. He prayed day and night. That's tough to do, but it can be done. For the children of Israel, that thy servants and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we sin, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. Not one person, but we all done something to cause this thing not to come to pass. That's what he was saying. And he and we have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, let me read verse. He said, verse seven again, we have dealt very corruptly against thee and have have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. And he says, remember, I beseech thee, 
the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, if ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. See, every time when things are not going right, we, we, we often we often think about the bad things that that we done, which is good. We all we often thinking about the the negative, the issues that we've done. God, you ain't doing this because of that. But 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 this man said, remember, he said, your commandment that you told Moses. God don't want you to always thinking about your past. He don't want you thinking about your failures. Why this ain't happening? Why that ain't happening? But he also wants you to remember also down here in verse verse 9. But he said, but if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost parts of the heaven, yet will I gather them from this and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. See, God wants you to remember what he's, he wants you to remember that too. You know, don't, Hezekiah, when, when the man of God came to Hezekiah and told him, so look, Hezekiah, you set your house in order. This word came from heavens. Go down to Isaiah and tell Hezekiah that he's going to die. Get your house in order. Hezekiah didn't start writing out no will. He didn't start writing out none of that stuff. The Bible said that he turned and faced the wall and began to tell God, remember the good that I did. If God remember everything bad that we did, who can be saved? Paul said, look, Lord, we know you don't treat us the way that our sins deserve us to be treated. If you look at our sin and not the good, then who can make it? Who is righteous enough? None is righteous enough. So he said, remember that too, Lord, that you, that you promised if we turn to you, that you're going to turn back to us. Now these are thy servants and thy, and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and thy strong hand. Oh Lord, I beseech thee, let, let now thy ear be attentive to the prayer of the servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name. Too many people desire to fear God, to reverence God at all. He said, to those ones that desire to fear you, those that want to reverence you, God, and obey you, and prosper, and and I pray thee, thy servant, this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cup bearer. So, Nehemiah said, he had some issues that he was concerned about, but he wanted to ask the king. But before you ask the king, he had to go and do some fasting and prayer and, and ask God, how should I ask the king? Or if I should ask this king? Because in those days, you ask the king, some, sometimes the king get upset at you. He won't put you to death. He won't kill you. So you got to get the mind of God before you even start going to people. See what God wants you to do first. You know, you got to have the mind of Christ in order for you to know what God wants you to do. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of Artaxas, the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had been before time, I had not been before time sad 
in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, why is thy countenance sad? Seeing thou art not sick, this is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was so very afraid. I was very so afraid. And I said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why should my countenance, uh, why should not my countenance be sad? When the city, the place of my father's supture, lieth waste, and the gates thereof consumed with fire. Then the king said unto me, What doest thou make request? Or ask me, Nehemiah, tell me what you want. So he said he prayed. So God is looking for us to ask him. He said, ask me what, whatever that you want. Ask. If I, if you ask me for a fish, I ain't gonna give you no circle. You ask me for an egg, I ain't gonna give you no stone. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask in my name, I'm gonna do it for you. We got to ask some people afraid to ask God because of maybe God don't hear me. Maybe it's too big. Well, maybe I just got to deal with this thing. Let me tell you something, saints of God. When you ask God and and be for real, God, and stand and, and don't let the devil get in your way. God will do this thing. I've been asked. I asked God a couple of days ago. Lord, I got this thing start growing on my foot on the side. or not on the side of it. And I said, well, I'm going to ask God. But I wasn't sure. I didn't have that confidence like I had when I asked God to remove this same lump. I said, Lord, you said if I ask you anything in your son's name, you would do it for me. Bent over in my back. I can't hardly stand up yesterday. I'm trying to look straight in front of my family so they won't be talking. What's wrong with you? I mean, just things just start to go wrong. But God is the same God. I don't care what goes wrong. God is still on the throne. God's still going to honor his same word a long time ago. I said, well, Lord, I used that word in the 80s on my wrist. Is it still good? He said, it's still good, Al. Just ask me. And so I, I put my hand on my foot and I began to pray. And I began not just to pray, but believe God and pronounce healing. Yeah, come on now. I ain't limping. That not just said, God said he was smooth out the rough places. Sister priest to us one time said, you might be bent, but you ain't broken. God going to stand you up. If you can just believe God's word. This man went to the king after he prayed to God and asked God, ask this king for something. And the king granted to him. How much better we serve a, a, a greater king. We serve the king of kings, the Lord of lords. How can we can't ask him and get what we need? Everything that you, you ask God for, you ain't always got to wait forever. Don't let nobody tell you that. You ain't got to wait forever. God is a right now God. He said now faith. If you can believe me right now, you can have it right now. Don't let nobody tell you, say, well, it's a, it's a process. Well, I'm a working process, but God ain't no working process. He's the process. Yes, he is. And so he said, ask me, Nehemiah. You know, don't, don't think it's too big. 
You know, because Nehemiah, Nehemiah wasn't afraid to ask. You know why? Because he had already fasted and he already prayed. He said, now I can come humbly, boldly before the throne of the king. That, 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 that man, I can come humbly because I've already been to the, been to the, to the king. I've been to the throne. But now I can come to this little throne here. And I can have confidence in what I ask this man that I'm going to be sure to get. I ain't worried about it. But he said, you got to seek God first. You got to seek him first. His heart was in it. If your, if your heart ain't in something, you ain't going to give it your best. Your heart got to be all in it. Man, you put me on a project where my heart is. I'm all in it. I'm going after it. I'm going to go after it. When God started this, I'm going after it. My heart is in it. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek him first. And so he knew that his heart had to be right with God. David told his son Solomon before he built the temple. He knew that God allowed his son to build this temple. He said, look, he said, look, now set your heart and your soul to seek God. You got to set your, it's got to be in you first. If it ain't in you, then it's hard for you to bring it out. If it's not in your heart, it's hard for you to perform what you say you want to do. Get it in your heart. Lord, I got to find out who you really are. We say we know God. We know him. But I really want to know him. I want to know him. Know him like this Bible say know him. You got to seek him first. And know that God is going to answer you. Let's jump down to verse 7. After seeking the Lord and the king asking him, What's wrong with you? God is asking you this morning. What's wrong with you? You know, you, you sad? You hurt? Ask me. Ask in confident. Ask boldly. Stick your chest out there. Yeah, I'm asking. Not, not, not just asking. I'm going to receive. Because God promised. And he said, moreover, I said unto the king, if it please the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river that that they may convey me over until I come to Judah. And a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the forest, the keeper of the king's forest, that that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates and the palace that appertain to the house for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. It is, he's trying to go and help his brothers. The, the devil came in and ravaged their house, kicked it down, burnt it up, you know, overthrew things just like in our lives, the devil tried to come in and kick things down, bother your children, your grandchildren, you know, just try to distort everything in your life. And here it is. 
He had a mind to go and help his brother. You got a mind. We got a mind to go and help our children. We got a mind to go and help the people, not just over in here. We got a mind to help the people over in Africa, over in Egypt, over everywhere where the people are just going through. People over in Colombia, they're getting displaced. They're walking miles upon miles upon miles. Many of them just dropping dead. It's just a horrible thing that they showed on the news. But many are just keeping, they just going and going. They have a mind to get to a place. They trying to get to America. Trying to come over here for safety and refuge. And here it is, Nehemiah trying to get over there to his people, to help his people. He said, but let letters be given to me. The king couldn't come with him at the time. So he sent a letter with Nehemiah. He sent the letter with so so he can show the governor. He sent the letter so he can show the keepers of the forest. All he did, he said, look, I'm going to give you my word. He sent him a letter with God is sending us with a letter. And the letter is, is the word of God. This is the letter that God is sending us with. He's sending us with this letter. And everything that's in this letter, we can have. The devil can't do nothing with you. He can't do nothing for you. So he said, look, give me the letters so I can give to the keepers of the father so he can give me the wood. What you need from God this morning? Let the devil know that I got a letter from the king and I can have what I'm, what I'm supposed to have. I can have whatsoever I say. You know, give me that letter, Lord. David said, look here. I'm going to hide the word of God in my heart so I won't sin against you, Lord Jesus. You know, give him the letter. God told Isaiah, he said, look, I put my words in your mouth. You know, God has put his word inside of us. Back then, he said, look, I'm going to send the word. I sent you the word I gave him to you in the flesh. I gave you the spoken word. And John turned around and told him, say, look, there is somebody standing amongst y'all that that don't nobody know. He said, there is one standing amongst you that you know not. They had the spoken word. They had Jesus standing right there in the midst of them. They had their healing standing right there in the midst of them. They had the deliverer. They had the savior standing right there. And John said, y'all don't even know y'all standing by y'all deliverer. Y'all don't even know where y'all standing there. But now he said to you, I've given you a written word. Jesus said, I come now in a volume of a book. It is written of me. And many people still don't have that faith. To get what they need to get from God. He said, just give me your word, king. And I know I'll be all right. Just give me your word, king. And I ain't got to worry about nobody bothering me. I ain't got to worry about, Lord, just give me your word. I ain't got to worry about no pandemic. I ain't got to worry about no plague coming out of my, if you just give me your word, God. I ain't got to worry about the troubles because I know they won't last always. Just give me the, send me with your word. God is sending us with his word. There's a letter in your hand. And you got the right to every blessing that God said we're supposed to have. Just send a word. And all he sent was Nehemiah with a few letters to get what he's supposed to get. All God is sending you right now is a few letters. Did God give you word? I started to write. I started to write scriptures and put them down where I know people was going to sit. And put them in an envelope and tell you, that's your word. But you get your own word from the king. You ain't got to get it from brother Al. Get your own word. He want to speak to you. He want to speak for you. I can't speak for you. 
I have to stand with you, but God got to speak for me and you. You know, just get that word. It's in the word. It's in the word of God. He said, listen here, Jeremiah, the Lord said, I will. Not I may be. He said, I will hasten to perform my word. God is looking for a word for us to speak for him to hurry up and do. He said, he's going to hasten. I'm going to hurry up. I'm going to expedite that word. God expedited my word. Lord, heal my feet. I don't want to be sick in my feet. I don't want to be walking like they they already called me old man. I want to walk like no old man. I want to walk like a young dude. You know, I want to have some swag, my kids said. They got to have some swag. You know, I don't want to be up here limping or out there limping, talking about what my God going to do, what he can do, you know. Show me your faith, James said, without works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. That's what God wants. He wants to work for you. He's sending you out with this letter. So you can tell the devil, not here, devil. He's sending you out with a letter. So you can tell the people, my credit is bad, but I still, I still want that vehicle. My, my credit, I still want that house. Oh, I know y'all probably saying, well, you, you need to get your credit right. My credit right now. It's right now. It wasn't right before when God did all those miracles. It wasn't right when I needed this thousand dollar part and I thought I was going to pull out this credit card, had confidence in that credit card, put it on there, man. Just give me my part. That's how I was feeling. And God ran that credit card and said, you can't have this part. Why not? You ain't got enough on your card. Bad credit. So I sat down. Right there, I didn't leave. And I began to pray. Lord, you know, whatever I said at that time, up on page at that Ford dealer, I need this part, God. He said, wait a minute. Let me go back and see if I got one. He brought a part and gave it to me. We just took it off this vehicle just like yours. You can have it. So it ain't got, and it's not about your credit. It ain't about what you got. It's about, it's about what you got. Ain't about your credit, it's about that letter. Lord, you said you would supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Not mine, I'm broke. But I know a man that's got everything that I need. I know a man that'll heal me when the doctors give up on me. I know a man that's going to give me food when my cupboard is bare. Ain't that right, Tawana? Yeah, well, Brother Al, you just need to take better care of your family. I do the best that I can. I do the best that I can, but I got somebody. I got somebody that's behind me that's pushing me. I got somebody behind me saying, go ahead, don't worry about what nobody said about you. I got a man named Jesus that's keep, I mean, for some reason he won't let me quit. Sometimes you feel like this, man, what the use? But the word, it keeps following me everywhere I go. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Everywhere I go, I leave the word, but the word just right behind me. Phone click, clip. Phone ring, clip. Something come across the radio. The word won't leave me alone. He won't leave you alone. He going that's Deuteronomy 28 following you. He said, if you keep my commandments, observe and do them, then these blessings shall come up on you. I left the blessing. The blessing keep following me. 
the blessing keep on following you. It's going to keep following you until it overtake you. Because that's God's word. He sent that word out and it's not going to return void. It's going to overtake you whether you want it or not. You're going to get it. You know, God is good. Don't tell me about what God won't do. Because it's not about us. You know, it's not about us. You know, it's good. You know, now things look better for us. And, and it's good that I can uh, worship God and praise him and walk around the yard and the house and walk around people because everything is good, because the house is nice, because I don't have a card note, because it's good. But I ain't why I worship God. I worship him in spite of. Not because of. I worship him in spite of when I don't have. In spite of when I'm sick. I'm still going to worship God. In spite of the things that's not going right in my life. I'm worshiping God. Not because of who he is. In spite of what he does for me. What he does for you. And your test is in your trial. Don't you think that God don't want to bless you? Don't let the devil tell you that lie. Don't, don't let him lie on you like that. You know, you know you're done wrong, repent, get up and go. God is with you. He's trying to bless you, trying to bring you in the, in, in the positions, in the destinations. It's, it's jobs out there. It's, there's dreams that we haven't dreamed yet to make us rich. To stop us from working for other folk. That's my heart's desire. I didn't let y'all know now. I want to stop working again. I did before. And God sustained us. Tawana didn't work. She worked at home. Let me clear that up. Yes, ma'am. I quit. I want to do it again, Lord. All he got to do is say the word. He said it one time that nobody understand it but me. And that's how God do it. Ain't nobody going to understand it but you. But you. And when God tell you something, do it. Because he just said, Jeremiah, for I will hasten my word to perform. He going to hurry up and do it. Man, when I quit my job, all I had in my mind is that God is going to provide. That's what he told me when I was left from page to come out here. I, said, I don't, what you gonna do? I don't know, but I'm, God gonna provide. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but lean on God, but trust God. Man, I got so much work, it was crazy. I was just overbidding stuff so people can say, well, I ain't calling him back. We'll wait for you. We heard about you. We'll wait for you. That's a favor of God. God, look, God gave you that letter. It's in the letter. You better read it. You got life and favor with God. Not only with God, but he said with man and God. So you're going to have double for your trouble. God going to double this thing up on you. He going to do it for you. And so he sent this man, Nehemiah, to his people. And he sent somebody else. Let me read. Let's go to uh, verse verse 10, I believe it is. Well, thank you, Lord. Let, 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 
Let me go to Numbers 11. I'm sorry. <laughs> Up here doing all this stuttering. Numbers 11. We're going to start with verse 18. Talking about God's word. Man, it's hot in here. Lord. <laughs> Numbers 11, verse 18. We're talking about God's word, his word. His word covers everything, you know, everything. I mean, it covers everything. Here it is. God got Moses and these people that he just delivered out of, brought out of Egypt. And at first he did all the plagues. They saw all, they saw all of God's miracles. They seen God do all kind of stuff, even Moses, the deliverer. Here they out in the wilderness and they, Whining and they fussing about. They tired of eating heaven's food. We want, I'm tired of that. They call it angel food, the manna. We want some meat. Sound like us. <laughs> Pastor say, folks say they ain't got no food when they say they ain't got no meat. They got canned goods. They got beans. They got greens. They got all of this stuff. But when you ain't got no meat, you ain't got no food. And that's what these folk were talking about. We, we need some meat. We're tired of eating of this stuff, Moses. We want something that's going to stick to our bones. You know, we want something that's going to fatten us up, you know. And so they began to pr- complain. And verse 18 said, And say thou unto the people, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh. He said, You're going to eat some meat. Careful what you ask for. And how you ask for him, what's, and how you doing it to God. He know how to, he know how to pull it on you. He said, you shall eat flesh, for ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt, therefore the Lord would give you flesh, give you flesh and you shall eat. And he said, you shall not eat one day, nor two days, nor five days, neither ten days, nor twenty days. He said, but even a whole month until it come out of your nose. You want flesh that bad? You want something that bad? You gonna, I'm going to pour it on you and you're going to eat it. That's just like you telling your kid, you're going to eat this food. Get that belt. We had to get a belt and shake the buckle for one hour. You're going to eat because he was so small. You don't eat that food, boy. I'm going to... You know, he tried to scare him. They look at you like, yeah, right. But God ain't the same as me. When God say something, he mean it. You're going to do it when he say do it. You're going to do it how he say do it, when he say, and where are you going to do it? You're going to do it because God ain't going to be mocked by nobody. I ain't none of your daddy. <laughs> I ain't none of your daddy. I'm going to whoop your behind. <laughs> he said, but even a whole month until it come out of your nostrils. And it be loathsome unto you because that ye have despised the Lord which is among you and have wept before him saying, why came we forth out of Egypt? And here, check out the leader, Moses, the deliverer. 
And Moses said, the people among the people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen. And thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. Or, did you misspeak God? Did you mean three weeks? Uh, you know, are you sure? He said, shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them? And shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together to them to suffice them? Should we kill all the we got? How are we going to go and empty the sea to feed all the God? Are you, are you serious? Are you, you serious? You can do what you said you're going to do, Lord. But Moses, you forgot too. I use you to get them out of here. I use you to get you to this point, Moses. He said, look at here. He said, and the Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's hand waxed short, Moses? Thou shalt see now whether my word. He said, thou shalt see whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. When God said something, saints of God, he mean what he say. You can put your foot on it. He said, I am not a man that I shall lie, neither the son of one that I got to repent. If I said something, Moses, if I said something, Al, if I said something, Tawana Gwen, if I said it, then it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's got to because if it don't happen, whether because of your faith or not, if it don't happen, if I said that, make me a liar. And God cannot lie. It's going to happen to you. And God going to show you. Now, do you believe me? Do you believe me now for the next rodeo? Do you believe me now for the next test? Do you believe me now for the next trial? Do you believe me now for the next provision? Do you believe me? Lord, just give me a word. David said, Lord, just give me a word. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I ain't going to fear no evil. Just give me your word. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I ain't afraid of the devil because, God, you promised me life and favor. You promised me protection, your word. It's in the word. It's in the Bible. Everything that we need is right here. And he sent Nehemiah to these people. And Nehemiah means he who comforts. He had to send a comforter to his people because they was just in bad shape. And he sent us a comforter. He sent us Jesus because we was in a bad shape. He sent Emmanuel so we'll know that he's with us. He sent Jehovah Jireh because we got to know that we got to have somebody provide for us. He sent Jehovah Rapha because he knew that we're going to need some healing. My feet was going to need to be healed a couple of days ago. He knew that we need some healing. He knew that the doctors were going to say, well, I can't do it. Even doctors are giving up on people because they ain't got no insurance. I can do this thing for you, but you ain't got no insurance. God knew this thing a long time ago, so he wrote it in the letter. I want you to know this morning, saints of God, if you don't keep nothing else, that whatever you need, it's in the letter. It's in the book. You can have whatsoever, not only what you say, but what he said. If he said it, then he going to make good on it. If he spoke it, then he going to keep his word. God bless you this morning. God is a good God. I just want you to know that there came a man, you know, let me read that. Let's go back to 
Nehemiah 2.10. When Samballot, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant of Ammonite, heard it, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly. They were mad. The devil was mad too. It grieved them that there was a man come to seek the welfare of the Jews. It grieved the devil when Jesus said, Lord, Father, send me, I'll go. The devil got mad. It grieved him so bad to come and see about us, to see about the welfare of his people. He didn't come to put you on welfare. He came to take some of our, everybody off welfare. He wants you to have an abundant life. I mean, we ain't living abundant life. I'm not living abundantly. You know, I want to live this abundant life. And I ain't talking about in heaven. God said we can live an abundant life right down here. Right here. But we need to know how to live this thing. God. I need to know how to get to that point. Lord, it's in the letter. Teach me how to get it. Leading God, he said, look, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will lead you and guide you with my eye. Wherever my eye goes, that's where you go. I can see way far ahead of you. You know, I wear glasses now. I can hardly see this far. So I need him to lead and guide me. I need him to see for me. I need him to be my ears. I need him to be everything that he is. That song's, he's everything to me. Every, every last thing, anything that you can name, he, that's what he is to me. That's what he is to you. The devil is mad because he sent a man to come and see about your welfare. See about the things that you need. Don't leave. Not just this church. Don't leave this earth. Not with all your needs met. All your needs met. All your desires of your heart. That's in the letter. If you delight yourself in me. I will give you the desires of your heart. Man, I, I ain't bragging. I'm bragging on God, but I delighted myself in him. And I got them desires. I got the very thing I asked for. It's like I get it all the time. And I ain't bragging. I'm bragging on you, Jesus. Because when I said I needed, I wanted a white van. I wanted blue inside. Everything. Lord, I credit bad again, y'all. I'm going up to Enterprise. They don't know nothing about it. Me and Jesus going. I'm going up there by myself with the Lord. They sleep. I said, Lord, I'm going to get my family a minivan. Credit bad. I know it's bad. I know when they see me come up there. The ladies knew me up there at the credit union. You know, but I already knew that that favor was there already. I got up there and said, how much you want to spend on them? I said, I want this much. Well, you only get, I said, well, I want this much. Well, you can only get, I want this much because that's what I want. All right, Al. That's faith, that's God's favor. Lord, I want me a white excursion. I want it this way. I wanted leather seats. I wanted that. I wanted, go up there walking past the truck, kept walking past the truck, kept walking past the truck, test drove all these other trucks. Spirit of the Lord said, why do you keep walking past your blessing? Truck sitting by itself, just like it was just saying, it's here it is, you asked me for it. So I stopped on this last time. Dude, let me take the truck home. The one that ran like a 
a real truck. Took it home, showed him, oh, you don't get this? I said, I don't know. So I took it back. Spirit, I said, why you keep walking past your blessing? I stopped and said, man, is that for sale? He said, yeah, that's the best truck we got on the lot, I thought. I said, how much you want for us? So I go over there and we talking. Me and Joe Howard took it on the test drive. I said, I want this truck. Y'all know I had that truck, right? I got that truck. That's what God wants to do for you. That's what God will do for you. God will do anything for you. He will move mountains for you. Literally. Brother, don't think that. He was like, well, I don't think they were talking about literally a mountain. Who was this? What's that uh, pastor? White guy pastor. Uh, was a prophet. No, he was over at Brother David a long time ago, and I told you I went to see him. Old guy. They say he, when he when he anoint you, they say he slap your slap your head real hard. Brother Terrell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That man said when I was over there listening to him, see, I believe all that crazy stuff. I believe it. He said he was on the plane and something was going on. He said, Lord, you said you would move mountains if I asked you. My faith is up there. I don't know why he wanted this mountain move, but on the news, when he got off that plane, he said, they said that the mountain moved over. A mountain moved over. I, I just believe what God said he, he's able to do. You know, why, why you got to do that? I, I don't know what the purpose was, but I know God is able. I know he can do anything. I know he can do everything. He can do it. He can't fail. His word don't fail. We fail him. You know, we fail him by disbelief. Putting limits on God. Lord, no, you can't. Well, no, I, I, I just go to the doctor. I'm going to try you first. You know, I, I'm too scared not to try God. Because what made me not go to the doctor was I read about Esau, a king, a righteous king, who believed God, got sick in his feet. But the Bible said because he sought the doctors first, and not God, he died. I'm too scared to do that. I'm going to try God first. I'm going to seek you first, God. And if my faith ain't worth it, at least I sought you. At least I asked you. God is just a good God. The devil is mad because he sent a man that came to seek about your welfare. And he left us in the will. Everything is in that Bible we can have. Yes, we fall down, but we get up. God going to pick you up like a baby, dust your knees off and say, keep traveling. That is the only way that you're going to get to the Father. If you keep on moving, keep on moving. So he sent the man named Jesus to see about us. And I thank him to provide every need. God bless you this morning. I hope that I stirred your hearts. To go back now before you even go back. Start asking God. Ask him largely. Ask him beyond what you can think. Be the impossible one. God bless you this morning. Anybody need prayer? Anybody need to be prayed for when you stand in the gap? For anybody who try to remember this lady over here and somebody else got something else going on. You say the 
lady's family that killed themselves. Covey had some little kids at his school that was killed in an accident. 16-year-old kids. There was three of them in there. They were, they were intoxicated. They were drunk, 16 years old. The driver survived. He said he was intoxicated. They always did. They always did. And the other two little girls died. 16-year-old baby. You can't tell me that God ain't good to us. Not that our kids out there drinking, but it's showing, it's teaching him a lesson. It's showing him. But we pray for these kids, you know. A lot of kids come around, you know. I, I love to talk to them kids. Bring them home, bring them home, mom and daddy, all of them. I love to talk to them. But we pray for that family, too, that lost those children. Pray for the young man, too. I don't know how he's doing, but he was in, a, in, the, in the hospital, all banged up. And last night, my son sent us a video on the camera that our camera's caught. There was people out here that was crazy. He drove and took out a sign, bam, and the sign whoop, flipped in the windshield. He driving around with the sign in the windshield. You know, I don't know if he's on the phone, but I said he was intoxicated. You know, and they legalize and everything. We, you know, it's a natural thing. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's natural. It, it is. And, it's, and it has its purpose. And it's you. But not for what we do. For recreational use. Driving. You know, they don't think that they're going to get in trouble driving intoxicated. Devil don't care what he does, you know. But like Paul said, we're not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant. We know, you know. We've seen that. We we seen that already, you Just gotta educate our young people. Keep them informed. Hope the day will bring. You stand to your feet. Nobody else needs prayer. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. Lord God, we do thank you, Father God, for the written word, God. We thank you for the letter, God. Oh, God, the message, oh, God, the safety, oh, God, the provision, God, that you have blessed us with, God. We thank you for being so mindful of us, God, that you come down, God, to sit among Sit amongst us, God, to see about us. We praise your name, Lord God. Now, God, as we leave this place, Father God, we ask that you bless each and every one, Father God. Bless them, God, all the week long, God. Let them remember, God. Let me remember, God, that it's written, God. If it's written, God, Lord, it cannot be changed, Lord God. It's written in stone, God. You're not a man that you should lie. And as we depart from one another, we ask, God, that you would be with us, Lord. Watch between me and thee, in Jesus' name, amen.